podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I'm joined by Paul Doolan. Hello. And Dave Watson is not available. As I understand it, at this very moment, Dave is driving. Yeah. But I don't, under- I don't quite understand why he couldn't do the pod. Because it was... There was something going on with an appointment with a plumber. Yeah. And then when that finished, he was driving back. I don't quite understand why he couldn't, like, pull over and do the pod or even do it Top Gear style whilst on, on the On speakerphone. Yeah. Maybe he just wanted to make good time and not be distracted. Maybe he's he's got a thing where he can't eat after 8pm, so he has to get home. <laughs> and a eat. condition. Yeah, like a condition. Yeah. Yeah, I should be more sensitive. Um, but yeah, I don't fully understand, but that's not, that's on me. That's not on Dave because if any man is dedicated to the Newcastle Natter, it's Dave Watson. So we're sorry not to have him, uh, for a number of reasons. One of which is he's the man who knows the most about (laughs) what's actually going on at Newcastle United Football Club. He provides much needed information about Newcastle. So this will be one of those, uh, Newcastle letters that you get every now and again that are really scatty. Yeah, it's a bit like the last day of school where you're allowed to bring a toy in when there's no there's no learning. We did both see the game though, but yeah. but before we start, I, I feel like I've got to address like what we've just done. <laughs> yeah. um, myself and Paul, we normally uh, meet for a drink before the pod. We did that. We used to do that with Dave. Uh, Sadly, he's no longer in the same postcode, so we can't do that. But uh, for the first time ever, I think we we found a pub that play uh, that has a pool table. Yeah, so that we could do that before the pod today, which is a dying breed, especially in London. Finding a pub with a pool table so difficult. This pub had two pool tables, but they were both in use, so we ended up playing uh, doubles with. I guess what I could only describe as phenomenal cunts. <laughs> Yeah. Like, just really horrible... Awful people. It's, like, really hard to, like, pinpoint exactly what it was that made them so obnoxious, but we'll give you the bare facts. Perhaps some of our, our listeners are the, are the same sort of people. But they they were... Uh, I guess it was about five minutes in, one of them picked up the cue ball and put it somewhere, and we said, oh, you can't do that. And he said, oh, oh you're not playing China rules. We're playing China rules. Yeah. Right? What? No, we're not playing China rules. Obviously, it became clear that these were the children of like ambassadors and oil execs and Deutsche Bank. Uh, Incredibly privileged and awful, I would say, would sum up, especially one of them. Yeah, one of them was just so, just so confident. One of them could clearly feel shame on behalf of his friend and was sort of apologising. It was so, he was so lucky that he ended up playing doubles with myself and Paul because one we can't handle ourselves in a fight, <laughs> and two we're not really predisposed to start fights. No, but if, if he'd have, if I he'd did have, find myself wishing I'd had eleven pints <laughs> just to. Like if he'd have been playing pool in the wrong pub, he would have got glass. Yeah. But it's so hard to pinpoint what made him so obnoxious, but... Yeah. Just everything about him, I think. Just everything about him. And I, I, 
I, I'm, I guess there's a one in three chance that he is the son of a Tory cabinet minister. Yeah. But it was like the worst kind of overconfident public... I mean, we're not that chippy as people. We've got a lot of friends who went to public school. That's fine. Yeah. But he was just an advert of what happens when you are that privileged and have no soul. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. And we didn't beat them as all well. we drew. And I thought we beat them, didn't no, we? No, it was too all. They won the last one, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, that's the thing. He was quite good at pool as well. Yeah, that really grated. <laughs> but it was the sort of person that makes you really want to join ISIS. <laughs> and just Absolutely. I've, I said to Paul on the way here, I mean, I don't know if this is appropriate to say on the pop, but I'll just say it. I really hope he's... Inv- visiting one of his international school friends in Nairobi and gets murdered <laughs> by Boko Haram. <laughs> in a sh- right, that, that's just We're so just extreme. bitter because we lost at pool. But I think it's what top, was it? top five most awful people I've ever met. He's in it, two at least. But if you were in a court of law, it would be very hard to find specific things that he did wrong but he did he did make a comment about the jews which he did make one comment about the (laughs) jews which is definitely a a tick in the wanker column i was really annoyed i wasn't jewish and i could have been legitimately offended yeah yeah oh well so you know good luck to them good luck to them if you're prowling the streets of well they were heading to shepherd's bush (laughs) so if you happen to be prowling the streets of Shepherd's Bush tonight feel free to drive with abandon (laughs) (laughs) right meanwhile we should work on our pools so we're not in this annoyed state Christ ever again okay so let's talk about football Um, although again it's going to take a while before we actually talk about the game sorry feel free to skip ahead two minutes um the Newcastle game on Saturday was against Wolves. Uh, we were away. Uh, did you watch the game, Paul? I did. Uh, what did you think? I thought it was one of our least entertaining games of the season. But I quite enjoyed... We don't tend to do dull away wins. and just It had a lot of ingredients for what makes up the kind of performance that wins you the league. Didn't play well, kept a clean sheet, got a, not fortuitous goal, but a draw probably would have been as fair a result as a win for us. But that's how you win the league. It's one of those where you're not going to, it's not going to make it onto a highlights reel, but we defended superbly and came away with three points. It feels like quite a while since we put in a really entertaining performance. Yeah, um, yeah that is completely right that it is that sort of uh, old adage about uh, getting the three points when you're not playing well. There's an old Ian Holloway who is now QPR manager? Correct, he's back there, he's come full circle. Yeah, I remember years ago when he was Bristol City manager commenting after a game like the one we've just had where he said, uh, I think it's something like to put it in gentleman's terms, we'd been to the nightclub she wasn't a looker, but we got her in the taxi. And I think that's I sort rem- of sums up. I remember him making game. that point, And I remember it being really 
a, a really popular it went viral uh-huh. it was really popular people would say oh Ian Holloway is so funny and then Joey Barton was on Question Time and he tried yeah that, giving me uh, a look Joey Barton was on Question Time fair enough can you name the other ex-Newcastle United footballer who has been on Question Time ooh off the top of my head I, is it a I Premier think. League footballer yeah he played for Newcastle in the Premier League I can't imagine Sol Campbell. No. Oh. Craig Bellamy. I, I bet Sol, I bet Sol Campbell's been on. I bet he probably has. So maybe there's three, but I'll tell you that Jermaine Jenis. He's been on question time. Yeah. Anyway, when Joey Barton was on question time, he tried to make a similar analogy to that one that Ian Holloway meant, made about um pulling an ugly bird and uh, it really did not go down well. He was like, "Oh, I'm in a different world." <laughs> Maybe he found being on Question Time too much like being in a goldfish bowl and the pressure got to him. Well, this was Joey Barton. But oh. Good joke, but I'm talking about Joey Barton. Damn it. Now, start the pod again. Start okay. the pod again. Okay. So, uh, yes, going back to the game itself, it was, uh, as you say, um, not a massively entertaining performance. I'll tell you what happened was I... I didn't watch it live. I was doing a, a thing I've I've never done in my life. Me and my girlfriend went to watch a a seven and a half hour documentary at the cinema about. Uh, Jeez, it was OJ made in America. It was like really, really good. But it about made, OJ Simpson, not orange juice. No, it was about OJ. It was about <laughs> the process of making orange juice in Florida. <laughs> How did they keep that down to seven and a half it was, hours? It was like made, but it was basically a Tropicana <laughs> information film. Uh, no, it was <laughs> no, it was a uh, brilliant documentary. But it did mean that I didn't watch the game live. But what I did was I recorded the game on Sky and managed to get home without knowing the result. So, and I still even looked at Twitter, but I trained myself to like skip <laughs> past any accounts that would be giving me information. God. And I saw, I saw a picture of John Joe Shelby punching a horse, like a, a Photoshop, yeah. which made me think, oh shit, is John Joe Shelby... Did he get sent off? Was there, was there oh, some so kind was of preparing? I, was I like, kind of see. If I was you, I would have preferred to have just seen a tweet that said "dull one nil, but three points in the in bag," retro- and not have to watch that. In game. retrospect, <laughs> that would have been a better thing to have happened. But you know, there's always the dream that it was a brilliant game, and you get to watch it in real life. Also, in the taxi on the way home, did we were listening to Five Live? And then it went to, it got to the news. Uh, it was LBC. I think it was LBC, mate. Mm. But it got to the news and I thought, well, might be a result here. I asked him to turn it down. But he didn't tell it, turn it fully down. Uh. So I caught the words, Newcastle are back. And I assumed that meant back at the top of the championship, which yeah. meant they'd won. So I knew what they'd won. What could it mean? I was going to say. Newcastle are back to their <laughs> shittiest <laughs> <worse>. best. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Newcastle are backsliding into the playoff places. Yeah. So I knew we'd won and I got the sense that something controversial had happened and I was right on both counts, but we'd won in the most dull way possible. Yeah. And, uh, the controversial 
thing involved, surprise, surprise, rather than John Joe Shelby, uh, Mitrovic. Uh, what would you like to say about that, Paul? Well, I, I'm not the biggest Mitrovic fan, but I don't think, I don't think he really deserved a yellow. I don't think his elbow was particularly deliberate. I think his reputation went before him a bit because the referees in the championship are a bit worse and they seem to be a bit more pliable towards anyone with a reputation. But at the same time, I think it was he was pretty awful in footballing terms for the game. Well, the, the first, the, the yellow that he actually got, the commentators seem to suggest that it was down to an accumulation of a couple of fouls. Yeah, an accumulation of two was all I could see. Yeah. Because there'd only been one before it, which was the the sort of elbow. It wasn't an elbow, really. But the... the What you'd have to agree should have been the second yellow. Certainly The one on it. the keeper. That was definitely a yellow. I'd There's like no doubt about it. That was the yellow. I think if... Daryl Murphy makes the same challenges, he doesn't get booked. I think that was a yellow. He put, he, his foot went down the back of his Achilles. It was... But I think that's just the position he was... I don't know. I would say in today's current climate, you know, 20 yeah. years ago, that might not have been a yellow. But, but I think in the build-up to half-time, you just thought, he's going to get sent off here. But I was surprised that Rafa didn't take him off on 39 minutes yeah. or wherever it was. I mean, that that's quite a statement. Maybe it's, maybe, I'm sure he was, Rafa was probably shitting it on the bench. Yeah. That he's, he's probably made the decision right there and then I'm taking him off at half time. Yeah, I think doing it at half time protects you from the crowd a bit more as well. And it, it's too much of a statement to, to take him off before yeah. half time. That's so humiliating. But that was, that must have been a nervy. Maybe six they just tried to convince so. him it was full time in the dressing room. Possibly, yeah. Just said, "Well done, we got got the one nil win. Go and shower. Don't don't check. Have a long shower. Yeah. Fifty minutes. Have a bath." Well, he did go on to get a goal. Yeah, um, he just happened to be in the right place at the right time. But I was. It was a tap in, but he was there for it. I'm pleased for him, and yeah, it, it seems like Rafa is been supportive of him in public at least yeah since the game i wonder if i still think he'd sell him if he got offered 12 million or more and knew he could reinvest the money he'd sell him tomorrow i still think mitrovic has got so many attributes that could make him a top player but temperament wise yeah. there isn't a lot of back. signs that he's responsible i think that's the thing we didn't mention as well. We did record a pod last week that was wiped, so it never actually made it to air, but we were talking about Mitrovic in the run-up to this game. That's true. We should just address the fact that, yeah, we were sat here a week ago in this <laughs> same room doing a full pod with Dave Watson. It was the best Newcastle United, Newcastle Natter of all time. It was brilliant. And then we got told that... I got a text the next day to say that it, the file was corrupted. Yeah. It's those Russians, isn't it? Well, I think... It's, those, it's Putin. You spent a lot of time comparing Mike Ashley to Donald Trump, which I think was a fairly good point. Did I do that on yeah. that? Yeah. I don't think it's any coincidence that that's the one that got corrupted. 
just goes all the way to the top. But I was saying, for me, Mitrovic is our Nicholas Bentner, where you know he's capable of something very good on his day, but his day is so few and far between that it's not worth the hassle. Especially if you're playing one up top, you can't have somebody that inconsistent. I know he's only young, but you get 21-year-old strikers who can be more consistent. I think I might have made the point that no, surely I didn't make this point. I'd made some kind of comparison with Lukaku. I think, I think you made the point that he would probably get a tap-in in a 1-0 win against Wolves, but because that file's been wiped, we'll never know. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> I, yeah, we all predicted 1-0 yeah. against Wolves. Um, so the first half performance was pretty dire, I thought. Yeah. Except for the goal. I mean... We, we, just, we were getting, we weren't getting much possession at all. So yeah, I should say I actually did watch the game without knowing the result after in full, which was a terrible decision. Now, yeah, we did. We got hardly any possession. Um, I thought Jack Jack Colback, I thought was pretty awful. Yeah, he missed a good chance early on. He's he can't tackle as well, and he's his decision-making is so poor that he will happily concede like free kicks in really bad areas that in the Premier League you get punished for. It's a weird one with Colback, though, because I thought the step down to the Championship would suit him almost better than anyone. You kind of think he'd be a perfect Championship player, but there's just something missing about him. I think our formation doesn't help because the whole playing two defensive midfielders when we don't, apart from Isaac Hayden, who's still got a bad tackle in him, I don't think any of our defensive midfielders can really tackle or defend particularly well. Like, Colback can't. Shelby's not much of a defender at all. Hayden has usually got a good yellow in him as well. Not sure our system necessarily suits the personnel in in the middle as well as it does in other areas. Now, uh, Shelby, I thought, had a just didn't seem to get on the ball in the first mm. half, which suggests, yeah, like I say, we just weren't controlling in the middle of the park. No. Even in the second half. I mean, I'm looking at a really long email that Dave... The thing with Shelby, I think the commentators were pointing it out as well. Like You could tell when he was on the ball because he was getting booed. That's true. And you heard about two boos in the first half. Yeah. is when the game got a bit more stretched towards the end, Shelby managed to get on the ball more. But... I think Shelby, when he's got Hayden alongside him, is a much better proposition compared to with Colback. I just I don't know what Jack Colback does. That is true, yeah. It's 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 hard to see exactly what he's provided. Um, yeah, Shelby didn't get on the ball much, and uh, what was I going to say? I mean, I'm trying to work my way through this. Dave did send email. a very long an essay, basically, which is great because it's. Basically, a, a mind dump from Dave of everything that's happened in the but last week. It's just week. quite hard to like. I mean, I did read it, Dave. But it's more it's, like a novel. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good old double page spread. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm just trying to work my way through it to see if there's any good tip bits from Dave. It's a lot of strong opinion. I, I think I'm picking up that he's generally more. Um, 
positive about the whole thing. I, I, think, I think you have we'll, to be positive about that game, like not playing well, getting a win away from home. The annoying thing is Brighton and Huddersfield both won, so it's it keeps the pressure up a bit. But we're, I think, any team in the division would swap places with us. Certainly, you know, you can't complain. We're top, but it was. I think Wolves were very unlucky. I thought Wolves were quite good. They were quite good, but Darlow didn't have a lot to do, really. No. They they were good at stopping us playing well. We we stopped ourselves in a way as well. We didn't string many passes together. We weren't playing to our strengths in any way. But you can do that in this division and still win. Or well, we seem to be able to. Other teams that came down, not so much. Like Villa. Yeah. He, he, Dave here makes the point that uh, Yedlin was brilliant all game. That's what he says. And uh, grabbed his opportunity to hold down a first-team spot. You, you'd have to agree that Yedlin's probably um, above Anita at right-back in the yeah. pecking order right now. I think we'll see Anita at right-back again, though, because Benitez seems to like him for the tougher games, where he's not to where we're more counter-attacking than trying to dominate the game and dictate play. I think he likes, he prefers Anita defensively. Right. Well, that's, I guess, understandable, but I still wouldn't say Anita's like a natural no. right-back. I'd quite like to see Anita alongside Shelby in midfield for games what, like like the Wolves one, rather than Colbeck. I see what you mean. I still would put, there's a text... From my girlfriend, I would still read it out. Read no, don't. Well, you know, it's as all texts <laughs> that I get these days are. It's it's highly sexual in nature. <laughs> no, it was just her saying she doesn't want to go to the pub quiz tonight. Oh, it's fine. I'm going. Yeah, gonna go for a Byron burger before as well, mate. Nice. Yeah. So uh, the. The the back line got won a lot of uh, plaudits in the game. Lascelles yeah. won the man of the match. I, I suppose they did good, but I, yeah, well they did good because they kept a clean sheet. But I felt like it. They shouldn't. I guess what I'm saying is there was towards the end. I thought there was a lot of latch, last ditch defending, and it was. Yeah. I was more concerned about our faults in midfield than I was our being yeah. able to prevent a goal being scored. In yeah, there wasn't much coverage for our centre-backs. I think Clark could equally have got man of the match. It was almost like a coin toss between the two of them. Well, the commentators said it was it was down to that little flick of an assist from Lascelles. Which was offside. Well, there was a, it was quite complex, wasn't it? Yeah, because there was a handball in the lead-up to it. So if you're, there's a lot of Wolves fans arguing it shouldn't have stood, but then it should have been a penalty if it hadn't. Right. Uh, well, isn't it that the fact that he touched it means that offside doesn't matter, even if it wasn't oh, a handball? So it's quite complex. But yeah. It was a little flick. And he's as he described in his interview afterwards, he was actually, he said he thought he was offside and he was just trying to sort of... Get out of the way. Get out of the way, kind of. Um, but yeah, hats off to Lascelles I'll tell you what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to take a uh, a little break yeah and um, feel free to do whatever you want with the break but um, do take a moment please to listen to 
these messages. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? Uh, well, no, that's that's the acting. <laughs> from behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star second across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. Welcome back to the Newcastle Natter. Good break, Paul. Really good. Really good. Really good. So great um, adverts, really good adverts actually. Or it might have just been the fairground music again. Might have just <laughs> been. The we fairground. don't know. Or it might have been. I've listened before, and it's been an advert for like a BMW or something. Mm. Does that mean we get one? I think. It, did there you should, not get yours? <laughs> there should be a Nata branded BMW that we get off the back of this. Yeah. Like what, like cricketers used to get like 20 <laughs> years ago when they got like Instead of real money. Yeah. And then we should, uh, yeah. But I lo- what I like to think about it, if there are, and I, I really hope I'm right about it being BMW or this is really bad, but if there, if there are uh, NASA listeners, what I'm saying is it's quite flattering about our uh, demographic. It suggests that, there's a lot of high-powered ex- executives, <laughs> yeah, who uh, who listen to the Newcastle. We'd feel now. worse if it was adverts for like oven chips and I don't know, Borstal chicken. Co- <laughs> <laughs> it was all. It was all. <laughs> you don't advertise Borstal, do you? If it was all uh, adverts for ch- chicken cottage and like divorce lawyers, <laughs> <laughs> basically that's what Sky Sports news ad breaks are in the daytime, isn't it? A lot of um, injuries at work on talk talk sport. There are actually a lot of adverts for divorce lawyers. <laughs> that is the demographic, though. Yeah. Finally, got the radio to yourself. Yeah. So, uh, anything else to say about the game on Saturday? Not really. I think it was nice to see Murphy. Coming on at the end, looking Shearer-esque, holding the ball up in a corner. Yes, Atsu came on for Mitrovic at half-time, which might have raised some eyebrows. Dave makes the point in the email that he thought that that was the right decision. Um, Certainly considering we got the three points, I'm inclined to to agree. Yeah. Um, It did mean that uh, Diame was on his own up front. Dave doesn't think Diame had a great game. I think he was all right. I think it was, it was quite okay. nice to see him back. I, w- I prefer having Diame in that number 10 position than Perez. Mm. But I think it was Gufran who went to up front on his own, who's looked okay recently. Oh, right. Well, but we, right. Were so, we were on Twitter at the time, me and Dave, and Newcastle Natter listener David Stratton, 
and UFC Shifty, and we were all saying it would be rather than seeing Murphy come on at half time, like Atsu would be better to stretch the game. You were saying that before it happened. Before it happened. Oh, smart guys. The proof's online, I think. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I thought that, uh, like I say, I thought that Diame was all right. It's nice to see him back. I think he's like a strong player. He reminds me a little bit of Dembele from Spurs. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of fair. He's a little bit like Sissoko was for us as well, where inconsistent, but he's got physical presence to just, seemingly run through players like a knife through butter Paul yes um, but good can... player for the championship as well to just sometimes you need to just stick someone in to dominate a defence and you feel like he's got that in him certainly oh Christ there's a text so uh... <laughs> you know you can turn the sounds off on your phone Where, but do I want to <laughs> probably but do I want to Paul <laughs> you just love living on the edge yeah now, uh, come on, there must be something else that we want to say about that game. Uh, Dave says that uh, we should have had a penalty in the first half when uh, Mitrovic was deliberately felled when he would have been clean through. I wasn't, from my memory, that was... He was barged into. He's barged into. I'm never quite sure about those ones. Yeah. Also, I thought it was outside the box. No, I think it was yeah, inside. Okay, fair But enough. it's one of those ones. If it happens against you, you're saying it's not a foul. Definitely not a penalty. It's, it could have gone either way. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Like we keep saying, we are top of the league. Yeah. And doing... I think as well, really we need well. to... We need to sort of keep it in perspective and keep looking at Villa and Norwich who came down with us and realise this division isn't as easy as we're making it look. So we're going we're gonna to play badly at times and sometimes that'll be an underwhelming draw. But the Wolves game is the perfect playing badly performance. Well, you say we need to look at Villa and Norwich. That is exactly what we're going to do yeah. in the next two games, Paul. We've got a tough run of fixtures coming up. Tomorrow night, as we're recording this, tomorrow night, we're spending, the Newcastle United players are going to be spending Valentine's Day (laughs) at Carrow Road, the most romantic stadium. Yeah, the love zone. In the the football league. So, um, I was, did I tell you I was looking into going to this? Yes, we we spoke about it as an option. Yeah, I was, I think it was on Saturday after the Wolves game, I'd started looking into tickets because the, the tickets in the away end were on public sale. And Which the train, was very unusual this And season. the train was looking quite cheap. I thought I could get there and back in one night. So I was saying to my wife, like, if we've not got anything on on Thursday, I, I might just go to Norwich for the game. And she went, you know what date Thursday is? I think you mean Tuesday. Just Tuesday, sorry, yeah. It's like, oh, it's the, uh, looked at my calendar, it's like 14th. Like, it took me ages to realise why 14th of February is a significant date. And then I'd shut up about going to the Norwich game. Fair enough. It's a, it's a government edict. We've all got to be romantic. We do have to be. But I think it's... Do you rom- think the, the, because the game is on Valentine's night, do you think the players are allowed to have their, like, their girlfriends on the bench? Yeah. 
<laughs> Definitely. So there'll be like the subs will be like snogging. But it does make you hope for a high scoring game, like a, a sort of four or five nil, just for the Valentine's Day massacre headlines that it oh, creates. Right. Yeah. What would be awful is if if it was on Sky, for example, and you spent a lot of um chips, relationship chips asking if you could watch the game yeah and then it was like as shit as that game on saturday yeah which it would be guaranteed to be yeah i don't i think i would have been spending my last relationship chips if i'd wanted to go on tuesday yeah well dave because we were there was some debate about when we'd be recording this and dave was trying was pushing for us recording it uh on valentine's day night and uh he, he, he didn't realise it was Valentine's. We're great guys, aren't we? Well, you and me, we're, we're modern men, do you know what I mean? We're yeah. a right pair of David Beckhams. Where's our OBE? I don't think the listeners can see just how well moisturised our faces are as well. It really backs up that statement. So well moisturised. <laughs> Dripping. Um, so, do, do you have any thoughts on what will happen? Norwich are in really good form. I think they've won four of the last five at home. Right. I I think we'll lose. I think that's I would I would be delighted if we had the same performance as we had at Wolves and the same result. I'd take a draw now. Yeah. I think that's a a fairly good call. They've been uh, it's it's a long way for the for the team to travel we haven't been that good no that spectacular we're riding our luck at the moment we're efficient we are top of the league we haven't been like pulling out stunning victories Mm. and they'll be missing their girlfriends yeah (laughs) (laughs) but maybe that'll spur them on it could be like Kevin Costner in uh, Prince of Thieves do it for do it for Mary Marion no Mary yeah, Marion. Um, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to... Of course, the, our last game against Norwich at home was, I would say, an all-time Newcastle classic. Yeah. 4-3 in the end? 4-3, the way we came back. That was when Mitrovic basically um, assaulted uh, Dwight Gale. Yes. It nearly snapped him. Dwight Gale might be back. Maybe he'll be on the bench. There's talk yeah. of that, I think. I don't think he'll be rushed into the first 11 just because we're top of the league and we don't need to panic. I don't think it's like under Pardew, that's the sort of game where Gale would have been rushed back because every game his job was on the line. I don't think Benitez will rush Gale back. I think he'll get maybe 10, 15 minutes if he's on the bench. I was listening to um, uh, Five Live the other day and uh, they were talking about Spurs and how Spurs needed another striker to be a Premier League challenging team. And I thought Dwight Gale actually is the sort of player who could be a extra striker at a top Premier League club if he wasn't at the, going through an injury. It's a tricky one because he's had... He's had Premier League chances and done okay, but well, he couldn't even get into the first team at Palace. But he just always scores. He was still their top scorer last season as well at Palace, and he couldn't get in the team. But I, 
I know what you mean. He he feels like a Jermaine Defoe type, but he's well, so exactly, good in the championship. Jermaine Defoe should have had a better career in a way. He should have won. Yeah. He just always scores. I think Gale's very good at making space. His movement's amazing, but whether it's good enough to get you goals in the Premier League consistently, I'm not sure. I think I think he's got a good goal ratio in the Premier League in terms of minutes. I always think about that, uh, the Man U team around the turn of the century. Yeah. You know, there was four strikers, Cole, York, Sheringham and Solskjaer. He could be a Solskjaer. He, he could be a Solskjaer, couldn't he? Yeah. Um, well, we'll see. I, I do hope he's back and I do hope that we hold on for him for, uh, for as long as we can because he's a goal scorer. Yeah. Um, having said that, I think we're going to lose against Norwich City. I think we're going to lose 2-1. Did you give a score? I didn't give a score, but I'm going to go 1-0. Uh, a 1-0 loss, loss for Newcastle. Okay, very pessimistic. We'll put Dave down for a 5-0 to Newcastle. And on uh, our next game is... Well, our next game is next Monday night. Uh, we're at, uh, at home to Villa. And I, I, I'm confident about that one. Yeah, same here. Surely. I hate Villa. Yeah, I think that's quite universal, not just amongst Newcastle fans. I think a lot of people hate Villa. There's so many unlikable things about Villa. Yeah. They're just... The empty stands all the time, not just in the Championship, in the Premier League as well. The empty stands, they're like miserable fans. The only famous fans they've got are like David Cameron... And Tom Hanks and Prince William. Tom Hanks and Prince William. And, um, I mean, I like Tom Hanks, but I don't... I think he doesn't know any better. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't quite I don't think he's a real Villa fan. No, he's, he's a Villa fan in, to the same extent that Sylvester Stallone is an Everton fan. Yeah. And then there's... Uh, who else is there? Prince William, yeah. Yeah. Who, again... I don't understand why it is that, like, Villa are supported by really really posh people I don't know where that came from anyway okay so um, but they're they're not having a great season and uh, we despite everything I feel in my bones we are having a great season yeah because we're top and I think we will win that game 3-1 I'm going to go 2-0 2-0 okay well, um, apologies that we didn't have the the, the full-on Newcastle United you know, knowledge of Dave Watson. Yeah, I mean, we did both watch the game. We've got opinions, but I know, but we don't have we don't have his knowledge. We don't have his knowledge. We couldn't write fifteen hundred words in an email on on the weekend's <laughs> no. events. Maybe we should like screenshot that email and post it on Twitter. That's I'll check. Bad idea. I'll run that by Dave, and I'll do that, and then you will get a more thorough analysis. Then I think I don't know. I think mental health services might get involved and intervene. It's perfectly fair enough what Dave's done there. I, just, I, just, I guess this whole part for me has just been tainted by those repulsive people that we spent <laughs> the, the hour before it with. Yeah. Yeah, so sorry about that. 
But whatever happens, I, I want to end it by thanking you, Paul Doolan. Thank you. For joining us today. My name is Fergus Craig. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for The Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network.